Hi guys, and welcome back to the Too Much and Never Enough podcast. This is episode five. I literally cannot believe that I've done five episodes, um, but I'm in a new, and I keep having a new setup, but my roommate's gone tonight, so I have the room to myself, and I'm recording it later at night than I normally do, and so no one's in class, so I'm able to be a little bit louder, and I'm able to sit at my desk, which is really, really nice. So I hope the audio is better because I'm not sitting on the floor um, right outside of my bathroom, which is normally where I am. Today's episode is an exciting one, but definitely probably gonna be my like saddest one in terms of just what I'm gonna be talking about, but I think it's really relatable, and so at least I hope it is, and so I'm happy to do it and kind of excited to talk about these things. But yeah, I wanted to first plug all of my other things first, like my YouTube channel. I. I'm actually recording this podcast on a Friday and I upload YouTube videos every Friday. So I am uploading tonight. I still have to finish editing and uploading and upload it, but I'm uploading a vlog on my YouTube channel. So check that out, new videos every Friday. And then I do this podcast every Sunday. And then I also started posting on TikTok, just like random. It is so random, but I decided I wasn't, I just can't do like the like aesthetic TikTok content. I just, I don't have those skills to make everything look really pretty. And so I decided to kind of lean into that and kind of just kind of say random things on there. So they're not super like heavily edited. If it looks like, like it took me more than five minutes, like it looks wrong because I literally spent like legitimately five minutes making them today, but I've uploaded like four already. So I just kind of like I like the quick content um, that I can upload on TikTok and have it kind of be like random and fun. So, and I feel like you get to see a bit more of my like personality on there. So definitely check me out, both YouTube and TikTok. And yeah, so we can go ahead and get started with this week's episode. So to further set the scene, I, I'm in Boston um, because that's where I live, what? Um, that's where I am right now because it's the school semester and I'm on, we're all not off. I'm on, I'm not on, oh my Lord. I'm not on campus, I'm off campus, but I'm in Boston and it's snowing right now. Not like super heavy, but definitely like snowing and it has been for several hours. And so I feel like the mood, it's like the perfect like sad girl mood for this podcast episode. It's great. I should have a candle burning, but I don't. Maybe I should do that. I'll be back. Okay, the vibes are good. Um, I have my mahogany teakwood candle burning and my Christmas lights up and everything's good and right. So we can start. (laughs) So like I said, last week and this week, this episode is going to be all about feeling like you're not good enough, which is something that I don't think is obviously a feeling that is unique to me. I think a lot of people feel that way, but I think it manifests itself in many different forms. I think the biggest one, maybe not the biggest, but definitely one of the biggest is my body confidence. Like I'm not, like me feeling like I'm not pretty enough um, or skinny enough or whatever is something that I've always really struggled with. And I've never, I don't really talk about it actually now that I'm thinking about it. Like I don't really talk about it with my friends very often just because I'm, it's like the one thing I'm, I'm a pretty open person in the sense, like, if you ask me a question, like I'll be direct and honest about it, even if it's a little bit uncomfortable, but I feel like body confidence is something that I've never really been comfortable sharing with even like my friends or my parents or like anything like that. But it's definitely something that I've always struggled with. I 
was uh, it's something I've struggled with for years though like I've struggled with it since I was in like second grade I was comparing myself to the girls in my class because all the girls I went to like elementary and middle school with I was always like a little bit bigger than them um but like that's definitely not it's not something I should have to worry about ever but it isn't it especially is not something that I should have had to worry about at seven years old even like 12 like I don't know it's just it's ridiculous but I thought about it constantly and so this isn't this it didn't just happen to me in like middle and high school like I've been thinking about this kind of stuff and feeling really self-conscious for years so yeah I would never wear pants we had a I went to a private Christian school for elementary and middle school and we had a pretty strict dress code so you either had to wear khakis or like navy pants and shorts or and then for your you had to wear a polo and it was like blue yellow green red anyways it doesn't really matter but you had to wear a polo and like navy or like tan khaki whatever pants or shorts and so I wore shorts year-round because I was too self-conscious and I thought I looked, I thought my legs looked too big in the pants, in like the khaki and navy, like long pants. And so I would wear, I know I lived in North Carolina, so like it wasn't like that cold, but like it snowed. I mean, the, 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 we still have four seasons and I would wear shorts because I was like too self-conscious of my legs and I didn't like how my thighs looked in the khakis and like the navy, like long pants. And keep in mind, that was when I was like li like nine years old. Like I have those thoughts and I wouldn't wear long pants. And that just makes me so sad because there was absolutely like nothing that like, I don't know, nothing ever happened. Nobody ever said anything to me. It's not like something I was bullied for or anything. It's just my mind went there instantly. Like I'm, I'm the CEO of comparing myself to other people. And so I've been doing that since I was really, really little and no one like, taught me that I don't even know where I learned that maybe it's a product of what I was watching on tv like I was watching a lot of Disney shows and all of those girls are like really skinny but I don't know I don't know what it was but it's just really sad to look back and be like oh my god my nine-year-old self like hated her body um and I've been like that ever since and then I like obviously I mean I think for everyone like it's really bad in high school um it was for sure really bad for me in high school I was a rower I started rowing, what, seventh grade? And then we moved from High Point, North Carolina to Raleigh. And I was still rowing. And I, that was one of those situations where you're like, what's the time? Like there was a TikTok trend, like what's the time when you thought you were overweight, but you were skinny? Um, and that was a moment where I thought I was so overweight, but I was actually really fit um, because I was rowing and I was, whatever, working out three hours a day um and then I quit for a multitude of reasons that's a whole nother I could do a whole episode on rowing because that kind of messed with my head in a lot of ways but in terms of like body confidence and stuff like that but but anyway so I went from I did that I rode until like throughout until my junior year of high school I quit after my sophomore year of high school and I made a plan with my parents. We agreed if I was to quit rowing, I'd have to work out. And it's not on them totally, it's totally on me, but I did not follow through with that plan and I did not work out for like two years, basically. I did not work out for two years in high school. I definitely gained a lot of weight and it like crushed me. <laughs> and a lot of other things happened, but I wanna go back to 
rowing first off because I think that that was a bigger deal now when I look back on it than it was in the moment, but I think it messed me up. I think it just did something to me and made me focus more because it was always when I was little, it was always about like, oh, I don't look the same as her. Not like, oh, I weigh like more or less than her or whatever. But rowing, (laughs) I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with Gretchen Garrity. She was a rower and she went to BU and she was a rower at BU. I think she was a lightweight rower at BU. Um, And so I had followed her for a long time because she was a rower. And then I followed her because on like social media and watch her YouTube videos because she went to BU and she posted a lot of BU content. And so I watched a lot of her videos and she made a video a few years back about her experience with rowing and why she quit and girls like because she was a lightweight rower like starving themselves and throwing up and doing all these things so that they would meet their weigh-ins and my rowing team in high school it wasn't through my high school um it was like a regional like club team but we had weigh-ins um we had a lightweight boat which I don't think, I don't think we should, like, there's absolutely no reason to have, I think they've gotten rid of it since I've quit, but there was absolutely no reason to have a lightweight boat in high school, (laughs) especially for, like, women, there's absolutely zero reason for that. My coach was a male, it's not his fault that he was a male, but, like, he just was, and it, like, made the situation more uncomfortable, and they forced everyone to weigh in, and so I had an experience that in, when I was in High Point rowing there because I was in a different t- on a different team when I lived in High Point and I had never had a weigh-in. Thank God, like, they shouldn't be weighing, obviously, like, 7th and 8th graders. But they shouldn't be weighing high school girls either, in my opinion. And so the weigh-ins were a big deal. So you would go and, like, obviously step on a scale. My male coach was, like, right next to me writing it down and all of the girls would, like, look at the scale and it was embarrassing. And there was one time I remember, I, oh, sorry, I something of my words. I remember where I weighed in at. I weighed in at exactly one thirty, which you have to be below one thirty to make lightweight. And I got like basically like cheers for that. Like everyone was like, "Oh, like great! Like oh my gosh, that's so great! Like so cool! Like that's so good! Like you could make lightweight if you wanted to! Like blah blah." blah. And now looking back, like I didn't think of it. Honestly, I felt great. I was like, shoot, yeah, I could. Um, But looking back, I'm like, that was a terrible, like, I got literally like applause for being a certain weight. And I think that that had an effect on me that I didn't realize till like later in life. But yeah, it was terrible. Like everyone would watch like the scale or whatever the, yeah, like the number on the scale my coach would write it down. And the thing that I never understood is why I had to weigh in or like why any of the girls who were in open weight had to weigh in. There's no reason because they weren't the people who would ever be picked for lightweight. Um, They had no experience. Like they had never been in a lightweight boat. So why would they need to weigh in? I never understood that. Um, And I even had to weigh in as a coxswain because basically it's a long story, but I had injured my back. And so I became a coxswain for a year instead of, which is the person who gives commands at the front of the boat instead of, actually rowing um which I hated but it was my only option really to stay on the team and like 
not cry i would cry every day at practice because my back would hurt so bad and they would have to take me out of the boat like midway through practice because it hurt so bad so yeah it's something i'm crying i'm just like really dehydrated <laughs> and my like voice is shaky but i had to weigh in even as a coxswain and like coxswains are supposed to be small but like you can just kind of tell like i don't know there was absolutely no reason for me to weigh in so that's kind of that was kind of a sidetrack but that definitely influenced like my body confidence and how i viewed myself and my body rowing had a profound effect on that profound effect on that um and then you know i feel like every time like a boy thing didn't work out i chopped it up to like oh i'm not pretty enough just because those thoughts have been in my head for years anyways so it was just like an easy way to be like easy but like awful way for me to be like oh that didn't work it must have been because i wasn't pretty enough or whatever and i i'm gonna be honest like i still have those thoughts now when things don't work out or when people don't like me or whatever well not people guys don't like me um i'm like oh i must not have been pretty enough for them which is absolutely terrible <laughs> but i want to talk more about the like body confidence stuff later but i want to move on to another not enough thing which is kind of similar sort of and that's like the not cool enough like I've always, like I have, I don't have the best style. I think part of that is that I'm really self-conscious about my body. So I don't wear like, I don't wear like the trendy clothes because I feel like I won't look good in them. And so I wear like a lot of baggier stuff. Leggings have really helped with that though. Like I feel like leggings kind of like suck me in a bit. And I, I feel really confident when I'm wearing like leggings and workout clothes. But I'll talk more about that later. But I feel like with the not cool enough thing, like I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't have the best style. I, I mean, I, I mentioned on my YouTube video that I'm posting today that on, this is just kind of like a random example, but I'm not like an aesthetic person, if that makes sense. Like I tried on TikTok for a little while to make like aesthetic looking like daily vlogs or, or things like that. And I just can't do it. Like I'm not the girl that you go to for like, I don't know where my life doesn't look perfect like it just automatically doesn't as much as I try to make it look that way it just doesn't like I'm not like the aesthetic cool girl which is fine but I'm just not um not like I'm like quirky or like that you know I'm not one or the other it's just I'm not like my life isn't put together enough to be that way and I've always wanted to be that way um and it's just it's just not put together enough but I try to make it seem that way for sure. This ties into the whole social media thing that I talked about a few episodes back. But um, like my Visco that I have, which is not in my Instagram bio. So it takes a, a little while to find. But it's just my name, by the way. It's actually, it doesn't take that long to find. But that I have tr perfected. I have tried to perfect. Like Visco to me is like an art form. I'm like, I want my feed to look like so perfect and like look like it goes together and whatever. And so I not put a lot of effort into it. I'm like not on Visco daily or anything. It's just like what I post, like I like things to like look a certain way. That's the one place that I think I actually look cool. But in every other aspect of my life, I don't think I look that cool. And that's kind of something minor, but it just kind of ties into like the comparison. Like I'm constantly comparing myself to people and being like, oh, like my Instagram feed isn't as cool as hers or like, oh, my life doesn't appear as cool as hers or like whatever. Um, and yes, I am always comparing myself to girls and not like guys because like men suck. Why would I? <laughs> like there's absolutely no need. I've never felt a need to compare myself to a man because in any way like i don't know they just 
like kind of suck so who cares so anyways <laughs> um and then I also kind of wanted to talk about like how kind of tying into last episode both I feel like my personality is too much and thus I feel like I'm not and because I'm so blunt and like sarcastic and honest and stuff that I'm not nice enough which is probably true like it's definitely something I could work on I'm not like you wouldn't meet me and be like oh she's like so sweet like she's so sweet because I'm not and I don't really want to be I just think obviously I <laughs> I could be nicer and maybe watch what I say a little bit more for sure um but that just kind of plays into last episode so I thought I'd mention it that I feel like I'm not nice enough or like I'm not like a sweet girl like that's just not that's just not the vibe I get off give off which is fine I kind of like that but also like there's drawbacks to it for sure so we've got not pretty enough we've got not cool enough not nice enough and the last one I want to touch on which I don't know how much I've talked about in the past like episodes but not the not smart enough um my and I've realized it more so since coming to college how awful my relationship with my grades are and like school in general like I have a toxic, toxic, I said my most toxic relationship with social media. I might change my mind and say that my most toxic relationship is school and grade, like the grading process because, oh my God, <laughs> it is ridiculous. I mean, I was just held to, and I'm glad my parents did it. I'm not blaming them. I just think it instilled something in me that I can't get rid of now. And so now I think it's become a problem. But basically my parents had a rule and just kind of even without the rule held me to a really high standard with and expected the best with grades, which I think they should have. And I think that that was fair. We had a rule where I know my mom was listening to this, um, where they would take away. So I, I was on a quarter system for most of my education. And so if I didn't get all A's, whatever device I had at the time, iPod, Nano, iPod Touch, phone, whatever, would get taken. If I didn't get, okay, so let's say first quarter I got, I did not get all A's. I would get my phone, whatever, taken away for all of second quarter, all of it, all of the second quarter. And if I ended up getting all A's the second quarter, I would get it back. But if I didn't, I would get it taken away for the third quarter. And so that obviously motivated me. I was like, absolutely no one is taking my device away from me. So I made all A's. Now, I don't think that was the only reason. I think there were obviously some like other pressures. And I think uh, personally, I just like wanted to get good grades. But I think a lot of it had to do with that, <laughs> that freaking rule that if I didn't get all A's, I would get stuff taken away. Um, I think that that definitely did something to me and motivated me, which was fine until it got to a point where it wasn't fine. So in high school, I, so I got all A's my whole life until junior year. And that's when I started IB, the IB program at my school. Well, I had done IB, that's when I was like in the full, like the full IB program doesn't start until your junior year at my high school. I'm assuming that's how it is at every school. Like I took a couple IB classes freshman and sophomore year, and then you like enroll in like the full program your junior year and senior year of high school. So I was in IB and um, also my plan at this point was to go into an Ivy League, <laughs> which is just funny saying that. Not that I wouldn't have. I mean, I think it was possible that I could have gotten into like 
a Dartmouth or like a Brown. I don't think I obviously would have gotten into like freaking Harvard across the river. I don't, that, that was just never gonna happen. But I think I could have gotten into maybe one of the like easier Ivies to get into, maybe. Even that's like debatable. But my plan for a while was to go to Dartmouth, which now looking back, my dad loves Dartmouth and I know how much he wanted me to go, but I would have hated it so much. I cannot even explain because I want to do a whole episode on why I chose BU and like my thoughts about BU and stuff, but, and like my college application process, but I really needed to go to a city school, not a city school like NYU where it's like all city and no school in terms of like a campus, but like a perfect medium, which I think the BU is, I think it even leans a little bit. Cause like we don't have too much of a campus. It's literally all on one street, but like, I think it's enough campus for me, but like the perfect amount of city and campus, but Dartmouth is all campus and no city and a random town. And it just doesn't fit my vibe. I thought it did at the time. I was like a freshman in high school. I had no idea what I wanted, but I'm so glad I did not go there. <laughs> That's just a sidetrack. But um, the point is, is that I thought I was going to go to a really great school, which I ended up going to a great school, but I thought I was going to go to like an Ivy and that's what I was preparing like my whole life for, yada, yada, yada. Then I went to my junior year of high school and I took IB chemistry, which was all whatever it was no not known but like it was objectively the hardest class maybe ib physics was hard but like ib i'd say ib physics or chemistry or ib chemistry were the two hardest classes at my high school like overall those were the two hardest and so i took ib chem and really this is this is a detail that doesn't really matter but i'm gonna say it anyways because i have time to say it so who cares but ib chemistry what they turned it into your junior year we did ap chemistry instead of ib because i guess they determined that it was similar enough of a curriculum i don't know and then that way we'd be able to take the ap test and get both credit for ap chem and then when we took the ib chem test our senior year we would get credit for or we could get credit for ib chem so it basically gave us two chances to get college credit for chemistry. But my teacher who I love, um, she's a queen, but she had never taught AP chemistry and she's a great chemistry teacher, but she had never taught it. And so she was struggling with the curriculum because she had been used to teaching like IB chem for like, I swear to God, like 15 years or something crazy. And now all of a sudden she's teaching AP chem and it was just a struggle. It was a struggle. <laughs> And I got to be in the class. Um, I don't remember, I might've gotten like a B plus. I mean, I think I got a B plus, but like, I don't think they did it like that in my high school. I think it was just like A or B. I could be wrong. I have no idea. But I got to be in that class. I got to be in one other class, I think. I think, or did I get three Bs? Wow. Um, No, I think I got a B. I might've gotten a B in Spanish. No, I think I got an A. I don't know, but I got to be in one other class. Um, and both of those, I had a breakdown. I, it was a thing. It was a thing. I had a breakdown actually to my teacher of the other class. I also took this IB environmental systems and society class. IB, AP, well, I guess it was technically AP chem, but for all, for our purposes, IB chem that I got to be in. I tried really hard in it. Um, I just couldn't get it. It was just so hard. Um, but I, I think I tried really hard. 
And so I'm like less mad at myself for that grade. Not like I really care anymore because those grades literally don't matter at all. But the other class, the IB Environmental Systems and Societies class, I'm going to be honest, I did not give my full effort. In fact, I gave minimum effort and then lost my mind when I got a B, which I deserved. To be fair, I deserved that B. I don't, it's not that I didn't deserve my B in chem. I just, I worked really hard, so I wish I would have gotten an A, but just because of the amount of time and like mental energy I put into that class, but I get why I didn't get an A because like I didn't understand the material, <laughs> but environmental systems and societies, I for sure deserved to be for my effort because it was minimum effort <laughs> in that class. And then when I realized I was going to get a B, I lost my mind, but I was friends with, not friends, we weren't like buddies like we didn't like hang out but like I was really close to my IB environmental systems and societies teacher that's a long class name but um and she's one of the teachers I haven't visited any teachers since like winter break of my freshman year and I don't think I ever will visit them again but I did visit her when I came back home for winter break my freshman year which was literally last year I don't know why I'm saying it like it was five million years ago but I love her she's great but I had a breakdown with her because we were talking about one of the grades I got after class and I had a breakdown to her because I was close and I felt comfortable and I started crying and whatever. And I was convinced that because I was getting a B in her class, I was not going to get into college, <laughs> which is like so sad now. But like at the time, it felt like my world was crashing because I was like, I can't make this a personality trait anymore. Like, and it's not even like I was annoying about it. I didn't like tell people I had all A's. It never came up. But I'm maybe my, to my family it did, but I wouldn't like go around to my friends and be like, I have all A's. But for me, it was a big part of my personality, like internally. And it was a big part of my confidence. Like I was like, oh, you know what? I might not feel like I'm the prettiest or whatever, the nicest or whatever, but I do think I'm really smart and whatever. And I'm getting into a really good college and I know that and I'll get out of North Carolina and I know that and blah, blah, blah. And so that was a big part of what little confidence I had was all about school and my intelligence. And so when I got my first couple of B's, that all felt like it was crashing down on me and I felt like I had nothing which is literally so sad. Um, but yeah, so I got a B in those two classes and I cried to my or my teacher and I was like, I'm not going to get into college. And she was like, you're going to get into college. And I was like, no, I'm not. Um, and so that's the first time I realized that it was bad. Like my, cause I was a wreck. I don't know if people could tell. I was already a wreck for like so many other reasons. My junior year it was definitely by far my worst year of life. Hopefully ever. It was terrible, but everything was wrong but I'm not sure people could tell or if they just thought I was sad just because of life <laughs> but that definitely had that would just did not help the general sadness that I felt that year and it was really really bad and then I don't really remember like how I felt about my grade senior year. I don't really think I cared after I not in like a I gave up way because I'm physically incapable of like turning in an assignment late or like not doing my homework it gives me so much anxiety if I don't have an assignment turned in and so that was never an issue like I didn't I had like what is it? Senior, what is it? Senior something? Senioritis. I'm a freaking idiot. It's called senioritis. I definitely had senioritis in the sense that I didn't want to be there anymore, but I still turned in my work and like did the stuff I had to do. But yeah, my ACT was another, although I didn't have as much of an issue with my ACT emotionally. Um, 
I did a lot of prep for it. My parents spent an absurd amount of money, I'm sure, prepping me for it. And I took like a class through Kaplan, I think. And they got my score up several points. I ended up getting a 32, if anyone's curious. That was like my composite. And so once I got that, I was like, okay, I'm like probably good. And then I decided I I wanted to get into BU. And there were a lot of factors, I'm sure, that got me into BU. I mean, I technically count as a legacy. Um, My dad went here for a couple, a year or two. I'm not sure. And I applied ED. So that's binding. And so I'm sure that helped me a lot. And my grades are good. And I was pretty involved. At least it looked like I was pretty involved on paper. (laughs) And my ACT was well within their range. So that's what got me into BU, I'm sure. I mean, I think my essays were good. I don't know. My parents helped me with them. So they were pretty good. They were checked by adults. But yeah. So anyway, so then I got to college and I was just talking to my dad about this actually. And he was saying that he, he kind of, he didn't use the term imposter syndrome, but basically was getting at that, felt that way when he went to BU. And I definitely felt that way, but only with one class so far, but it was bad because here's the thing, even though I had had my breakdown in high school about getting B's or whatever, but I was still, I don't know, in the top three, 2% of my class. I mean, I think I'm, finished like 11th in my class or something like that like maybe top 10 I don't know I definitely wasn't one I was not the valedictorian or salutatorian but I was somewhere within the top like basically all the IB kids (laughs) took like those top spots and so I was somewhere there I don't know what it was I don't know what I graduated at but I was happy with it whatever it was I was happy with it and it like definitely made me more confident as a person being able to be like, oh, I'm top two. Again, I didn't like say it to people. It was just something I said in my head and contributed to my confidence as an individual, which was not healthy. It turns out it was not healthy. So I came to college and it was totally like the, well, actually let me back up because I did not realize that BU had a reputation for being the hardest school to get an A. I had no idea until I went to orientation And apparently someone had heard that in my orientation group and they asked my orientation leader, who's an upperclassman. And she was like, yeah, I didn't get an A till my sophomore year. And I was like, what? Like, what's happening? What is happening? And she didn't have like a particularly hard major. Not that what not that there's easy and hard like obvious like I'm a communications major and I understand that like it's known as being easy and I still have a ton of work and like it's definitely a lot of work, but it's not like, I don't know, it wasn't like engineering, (laughs) you know what I mean? And so I was shocked. I was floored, or like bio, like BU has a big reputation for like bio and chem, like pre-med people struggling, but I was like, oh my God, I'm going to flunk out of this school. Like I'm going to flunk out. And, but I didn't really think that. I just kind of said it in my head to where if it happened, I wouldn't feel as bad. Like it wouldn't come out of nowhere, but I didn't really think that if we're being honest. But it was totally one of those, like, I was the best at my school and now I'm average at BU sort of thing. And that definitely had an effect on me. And like I said, there was one class over all of the other classes where I really felt imposter syndrome, like really felt it. And it hurt more because it was a subject I thought I was good at. 
So you have to take you have to take two writing seminars. I think they're both called like one's your freshman year or your first year, whatever, it doesn't matter. First year writing seminar that like basically everyone takes their first semester at BU and then you take another writing seminar e class. I took it my second semester freshman year, but I don't know if it really matters when you take it. But the first one you normally take during your freshman year. I think no, I think you have to take it during your freshman year. Anyways, so I took this one and it was storytelling. That doesn't really matter, but um, I ended up getting, I think, like a B plus or maybe a straight B. I'd pull up my grades, but I don't really want to look at it. It makes me so angry or like sad, but I thought I was a good writer, at least in this kind of like, I thought I was good at like narrative writing. Turns out, according to this professor, I am not. According to other professors, I am, so it's all up for it's up for interpretation who knows but I was definitely and I will admit and I was talking to my dad about this that I was average in that class like for sure average there were so many people in there that like were supreme teachers pets and definitely went to like really competitive high schools which I didn't go to an extremely competitive high school um and yeah and so I wasn't the best I was not the best I was average for sure in that class I was for sure average and it killed me. It killed me being average. I'm not even gonna lie. My superiority, my superiority complex um, was really struggling <laughs> during that class, and I hated it. I hated the environment of the class. I never participated, ever. I never. I don't think I participated once all semester because I hated the class so much. I hated the people in there. I hated the vibes. I didn't like my professor. Um, it's not anything specific that they did. It's just like the like I don't know I just never felt comfortable and once I had gotten my first like couple writing assignments back and I didn't do that well I was really upset and so then I just hated the class more because I didn't feel confident to like ever voice my opinion or talk about my writing or anything like that and so it was an awful 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 class and I had serious imposter syndrome and I'd come back from class and I'd cry and I'd like whatever most of that was to myself I don't even know if I ever I might have talked to Jenny about it but I would just like cry and cry and cry and like hated it and it was not great and then I think I got I might have gotten to be in another class I'm not really sure I feel like I might have um but the good thing is I had already thank god I had already experienced the feeling of getting a B before I got to college because I think that that would have crushed me both like feeling imposter like serious imposter syndrome in one class like feeling like I wasn't smart enough to be there and then getting a B and like whatever oh my god it would have literally crushed me but I had already gotten a B before so it was okay but not like okay I definitely was like really upset about it but I just kind of had to tell myself that like you know what and I always I was always like you know what it's the hardest school to get an A, allegedly. Do I think that that is mostly the bio and chem classes? Yes, I do. <laughs> um, I don't think it's that terribly hard to get an A otherwise, but, or at least close to an A. But I was like, you know what? Pretty good. First semester, pretty good. Could have been a lot worse. And then I ended up getting all A's my second semester, but, which hasn't happened. No, I didn't get all A's last semester, I don't think. But yeah. It was definitely rough my first semester. Like I definitely felt imposter syndrome E. But yeah, it got better question mark. I don't know. I it actually didn't because I just remember this. I was worried about my art history class. I took an art history class last semester. 
and I was really, really worried. I don't know if I've talked about this before. I was really, really worried that I was going to get a B because I hadn't done well. His grading was like all over the place and I hadn't done well on one of the papers. And basically my final paper was going to make or break my grade in this class, like whether or not I got an A. And I was so terrified to check my grades that I waited all of winter break. I did not check my grades until I think maybe a couple of days before I left for BU and we were home for like a month and a half and I didn't check my grades because I knew that it would influence my mood so bad for days, which it would have. Um, either way, <laughs> it would either make me really happy for a couple of days or really sad for a couple of days or like angry. Um, and so I wanted to wait till like I wasn't seeing anyone or like not that I was seeing that many people, but to where I like wasn't having to do anything or whatever, or call anyone or basically where I could just sit in my room for two days. And I was on the phone with Jenny and we were talking about grades and I had told her I hadn't checked my grades yet. And then I had like started thinking about it and it was like right before bed. And so I started freaking out and I was like, I literally need to check them before I'm able to go to sleep. And I checked them and I ended up, I got an A in art history. I don't know if I got all A's. I might've, I'm not sure. But it doesn't really matter. But that was proof to me that it had not gotten better. <laughs> that it had not gotten a single ounce better. And I'm sure I'll have the same I'll have the same exact reaction at the end of the semester. And every semester ever. Which is why I think I need a serious break. It like literally influences my like thoughts and how I feel about myself and my general mood so heavily and so I think I, I'm I'm not going to grad school after I graduate I don't think I mean knock on wood but I really don't think I will because I think I need a break from the school system if nothing else also it's incredibly expensive and I am paying for grad school myself so I don't think I will be going to grad school just because I think I need a break but that's besides the point so yeah that's me feeling like I always have to be the best and the smartest or whatever and feeling like not smart enough and so now i want to kind of talk about how i have improved my confidence but before i talk about that i want to be clear that i have not completely i still struggle with it so bad especially now that like i'm in quarantine or not in quarantine but i'm like in my apartment a lot and since like covid and stuff i you, you just have a lot more downtime to kind of nitpick yourself and whatever and so um, it has gotten better. I'm not fixed. It's not gone. None of those four, you know, not enough points have gone away. But there's some small things, honestly, that I have done that have drastically improved my confidence, but have not fixed a lot of my issues. So I just wanted to say that because I... And I'm not fixed <laughs> at all. I still have so many issues, especially like with body confidence. So that's not gone, but there's some like small things I've done that kind of help a little bit. The first one is kind of random. Actually, most of them are pretty random. My junior year, like I already said, was a terrible, terrible, terrible year and de definitely by far my worst year of life. And I was really not okay. And I ended up, my hair was really long, like really long. And I ended up getting a haircut that summer and I don't know how to explain it, but something about that haircut, I'm not saying that haircut fixed my sadness or anything. It for sure did not, but I felt like a new person in a way and it gave me like hope and kind of this, it like recharged me almost a little bit. 
Um, and I don't think it was just the haircut. I think it was the fact that it was summer and like, first of all, it's like lighter and brighter outside, which improved my mood. And I had more time to like focus on myself and I wasn't in school. Um, and so I think those definitely had, but to me, I'm like, oh no, I just cut my hair and I, no, I don't, I didn't cut my hair and I was fine, but I did, I do think that the, the, the slight change in my appearance helped me gain a bit more confidence. And since then I've kept my hair pretty short and I love the short hair and I think it suits me a lot better. And so I think that haircut, take with that what you will, but I do think that haircut did like change my confidence and it increased my confidence. Another kind of random thing is music, but oh my god, does music <laughs> literally just, it makes me so happy, it's ridiculous. Recently, I think I've talked about this before, that I've been a little bit more selective with the types of music that I listen to, because I really do get sad when I listen to sad music, and when you're already struggling, it's just not a great idea. So there's some times where I want to have a cry, but there's times where like I shouldn't want to have a cry, like I shouldn't be like sad and listening to sad music all day like that's just not healthy for me for me personally so I've been I have a playlist called like manifestation it's just like a bunch of like I don't know there's just like magic by Ariana Grande there's good days by SZA like those types of songs on there and then I also have a playlist that I made that's just like these make me happy and so I listen to both of those a lot oh you know what else I made recently I've been telling people that I'm finally in my reputation era um like Taylor Swift's reputation era because I was I think I was in my 1980 ugh, my 1989 era freshman year up until like now but now I'm in my reputation era so I made like a reputation era playlist um which I still need to add some more songs on maybe some like Miley songs from her new album I feel like those would match the vibes but I've been listening to that a lot recently and I like dance and it gets me in like a good mood and I think improves my like general confidence and like whatever a little bit if nothing else it's just like a mood booster it's just a recommendation maybe not so much confidence just like mood boosting and then also i have been working out um i've been working out since like i said before i didn't work out like at all those last two years of high school and i didn't work out my freshman year until we had to come home because of covid and i had more time and i started working out and i got my apple watch which completely changed the game and now i'm working out every single day and going on like even small things going on walks like i said like dancing like those types of things just moving my body has definitely improved my mood and thus improved my confidence i don't think my body so far has changed too much because i didn't really change my eating habits till recently but I just have felt more confident and like stronger regardless. So I think that's definitely had an effect. And then kind of just the last thing that's kind of the umbrella over all of these things is just focusing on myself. I have taken a break from a lot of things, from the boys, from lots of things. Just and just don't really care anymore and I'm focusing on myself and that kind of like obviously now I'm like working out and like just kind of doing my own thing and trying to learn to love myself a little bit more and just being like my own like best friend and what this is so cheesy like cheer be your own cheerleader um but really I do think focusing on yourself and kind of getting rid of I've gotten rid of a lot of not necessarily on purpose it just kind of has happened like a lot of the negative people in my life that didn't need to be there um and now I feel like I have like the perfect circle of people and I'm really happy with it so yeah I've just been focusing on myself recently especially since COVID and also like 
like I said before, like just kind of not caring what people think. It's really hard. I really care what people think about me um, constantly. I think about it like all day, like all day, most of my decisions. But I'm really trying not to, which this podcast is part of that. I've wanted to start a podcast now for like two years. And I never did it because I never want people from my school to find it. But I was thinking like, who ca- school is in high school, not college. Because B is too big and like, I don't know that many people and so it doesn't really matter. But people from my high school, I was like terrified of people from my high school finding it. And I was like, who cares? Like you graduate, you don't speak to anyone um, except for your like two friends. And you graduated literally almost two years ago. So who cares? And so I did it. I started my podcast. I'm starting my YouTube and my TikTok and I don't really care who sees it. So yeah, I think that has, I, I feel like I did that. Obviously like I want to do it, but I think, and I love, I've so far, I absolutely love doing the podcast and like YouTube and stuff. I absolutely love it. But I think it was almost proof to me, for me that I could do stuff like this and not care about what people think and really just focus on myself and so yeah so that's what I've been doing (laughs) I've been just kind of vibing out and focusing on myself and stuff and I feel like that's been really really good and I'm excited to do that more because especially once it starts getting the weather starts getting a little bit better I say as I'm looking out to like it's dark now and it's still snowing but I love snow, but like it's hard to go for a walk in the snow. But when it start, the weather starts getting a little bit better, it's light for more of the day, I feel like it will be, the vibes will be perfect. So anyways, so that was this episode. It actually didn't end up being as sad as I thought it was going to be. Um, almost hopeful, you know what I mean? But yeah, I know these are things that a lot of people struggle with and it's just hard. It's just hard feeling like you're not enough for someone or you're not like good enough or whatever pretty enough smart enough whatever and I just I would just recommend and I'm really working on it too it's really really hard just not caring what other people think but it's really hard to do and I still I have not perfected it it's there's not a perfect formula here that I know that I have or whatever but any way that you can kind of prove to yourself that you don't care as much or put yourself out of your comfort zone I'd recommend because that's what I'm trying to do like especially with this podcast and YouTube and stuff is I'm pushing myself out my comfort zone and doing things that I've always wanted to do and not really caring who sees it so yeah that's that's what I have for this week's episode um I'm I'm going to sign off here in a second, but again, like I said before, check out, I'm now posting on TikTok, very exciting, I'm terrified of TikTok though, TikTok people are mean, people are mean in the comments, so I'm terrified, but it's okay, and I'm posting on my YouTube, as you guys know, new videos every Friday, check out the most recent vlog, next week I am posting a video on my closet, my closet, my closet clean out, because I do this like five times a year where I'm like, I need to clean out my closet. Um, So I'm doing that. So I'm doing that literally right after I record this. And yeah, be sure to watch out for next week's. I don't actually know what I'm doing next week for the podcast. I will figure it out. I'm going to brainstorm and figure it out. But yeah, I don't know what I'm doing next week, but I'll post about it on my Instagram. Follow my Instagram. It's at TMNE Podcast. And my YouTube is just my name, Grace Luckner, L E C H N E R. And then my TikTok, I think it's Amazing Grace, but I'm not sure if there's two E's at the end of Grace. Just 
look up both options. Anyways, so yeah, I'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you guys so much for listening to me ramble on and on about my lack of confidence. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate venting. (laughs) So I'll talk to you guys next week and peace out. Mm -hmm.